here with uh, Marsh and Freeway Rick Ross. And don't forget, I'm Alistair. That's right. <laughs> so uh, from the last segment, we were just about to dive into just the man, the myth, the legend that is Rick Ross. Um, again, one, one more time, your book, Rick. Freeway Rick Ross, Untold Autobiography, The Street Name, The Ghetto Bible, and the game changer. <laughs> there we go. Uh, available on Amazon and on your own website. Yeah, Freeway yeah, Rick and we, and we just Ross met. Books. We just met. I haven't even had a chance to read it yet. You ain't going to read my book, man. I am going to read it. You, you ain't too, giving me one yet. You, too you, you haven't even let me to buy you man, one. Man, you got to buy it just like everybody I else. I will. No, I I'm messing with you. Right I'm, ready. <laughs> I'm ready to do oh, that. We, we, we know you got money. Well, well here's the I funny work thing. hard. That's what happens when you work hard. You make money. Here's the funny thing. I, I was well, just... that's that's a false. I shouldn't say that. That's kind of a little bit of a BS. You know, that's kind of the Yeah, because the people thing. who work the hardest don't get no money. That's right. That's true. So I, you know... I got to be careful when I let stuff like that slide off my tongue. Of you caught yourself. Unconsciousness. You, know you caught yourself. Saying? But yeah. You got to work smart and hard. Yes. Exactly. And you got to you go. gotta be, that's, you know, look, you model. also got to find people who acknowledge your, your uh, intellect and your beauty. Like Einstein said, you can't judge a fish how it climbs a tree. You know, when you when you mismanage your resources, exactly that being the, the minds of the people that you work with or that work for you, that's not their fault. If you're the leader, that's your fault. You got to put people in a position to succeed, like do what they do well. Yeah, like so when when you were managing however many people you did, you know, during right. your time, like let's let's talk about this as yes. if it was a this Fortune is actually stuff I really want to hear. Uh, Fortune 500 company, and, and we have multiple states that you. Well, have. we were a Fortune 500 company, absolutely, but we were illegal. Hey, well, you <laughs> we know, were, that, we were the underground. Yes, we was the underground. So t- tell us about you know, because I know that you were known to handle um, this very much like a business and you enjoyed the the sport of it you enjoyed the actual the the methodology well, well you know one of the main things that 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 I know about people is that you can reward people in a lot of different ways yes some people think that the only way you can reward them is by giving them money no. uh, but there's a lot of other ways that you can reward people and one of the things that I That's like to point. do with my people is I like to give them freedom. Yeah, let them make their own decisions and let give them make them... their own decisions. Let them make mistakes, you know, because uh, you're gonna make mistakes. If you're not making mistakes, you're not pushing it. You're not. You're not. You gotta make some mistakes. Yeah. So you, but see, you know, one of my problems is sometimes I get in the way of innovating too much, and, and then, you know, if you're innovating all the time, you're gonna make mistakes here and there because you're. If you're not pushing it to the limit, you're not really pushing it. But right. so so Ricky, like, kind of back. To the book thing, then like tell me if I'm putting words in your mouth, but you were kind of the first to put out there this whole idea of kind of a micro loan, and this whole idea of like, hey, I'm I'm gonna give you a little something to start with. Absolutely, right? Absolutely. It, well, uh, what I did is is I knew how hard it was for me to get started. 
you know, in the drug business, uh, when I first wanted to get in, there was nobody to uh, what we call what we call in the ghetto, put me down. <laughs> there was nobody to put me down. So uh, once I got going... And talk uh, about that. Like, how, how is it that you did get going? Because it's very interesting who kind of gave you your, your big opportunity, so to speak. Your, first break. Your, your, your business opportunity who said, you know what, here's a business opportunity for you, Mr. Ross. Yeah, well, well you know, uh, one of my big homies gave me the introduction. To the industry, just the introduction to 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 cocaine. Okay, and, and this is back in high school. No, it was right after high school. Okay, and he's the one who laid it on the table and let me touch it and feel it See and it for snort the first it time. Yeah. and all that for the first time. Um, the opportunity came because I took a, a, a chance um, to put myself in a position to where I could get started. You saw an opportunity. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Um, but as for my management of people, um, I believe that we must let people express themselves. And, and, and it's our job as a good manager to bring out of the people whatever they have in them and, and what they whatever do best. they're trying to do and what they do best. Right. Uh, when you do that, uh, you, you will succeed. Absolutely. You know? So often we want people to be what we want them to be. Matter of fact, it was a young lady yesterday in the audience, and she asked me about her son. This is back in Jackson? No, in uh, uh, Fresno. Uh, Fresno. Okay. Fresno City College. I spoke. Where you were spoken, right. And uh, a lady asked me about her son and, you know, told me the issues that she's having with him, and she's trying to get through to him. And I said, well, stop trying to get through to him. And listen. Let him get through to you. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. Yeah, thank you. You know, yeah. first you have to understand and then be understood. Uh, so so that's what I tried to do with, with my guys is I tried to understand them, understand their points and their views. And, and I'll be honest with you, a lot of the things that I did uh, well in the business, in the drug business, came from my people. Right. You know, some of the things that really, really changed the game right. uh, came from other people and not me. Right. Even though I wind up getting the credit for it. Which is the most common like thing? It's like everyone's like, yeah. "Oh, you hear you." I was, I'll be like, "I didn't do anything. I just said, hey, you go do that. You go do that.'" Or they came to me and said, "Hey, what if we try this?" That's a great idea. And you gotta have the courage though to, to say that. You know, so many people, um, they only want their ideas to be to be to flourish. Right. And, and you know, with me, I want my people to flourish. I want my people to be successful. I want them to be happy. And excited about this business that we're in, and and uh, so so for everyone listening right now, this is actually a classic lesson in in, in business one hundred and one. So in the business world, we talk about having um, a high EQ. So everybody knows an IQ, intelligence quotient, and how like book smart you are. But there's also uh, an emotional quotient, like how strongly do you understand the people you're trying to work with, that person on the other side of the table. Uh, the people you employ, and 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 just getting to the heart of like what what's what's their motivation? Like what are the things they care about? Absolutely. How can I make their life better? And I it's it's very clear to me both of you guys get it. Oh yeah, this you guys guy here practice is, that. Is, yeah. is, is amazing. <laughs> you know to see him run around and 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 deal with people and 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 just show everybody love. Um, you, you know if the world had more marshes, marshes in the world. Exactly. <laughs> 
I'd be talking marshmallows. It would definitely be. <laughs> hey, man. It would definitely Dr. be Mello. a better place. Well, that, look, well, that's the unique opportunity about being, you know, um, having, having something like this. You know, when you approached me and said, hey, you should do a podcast. I was and, like. And, and the beauty of that was like, yeah, this, the whole reason why we're sitting here is because the second, the, literally second day Marsh and I met. It just it just came out. I was like, whoa, you, you know, you should do a podcast. It was it was just totally. And I was random. like, yeah, sure, I'll do a podcast. Yeah. Why not? You know, yeah. let me call. You know what? I just met this guy. Who's, you know, actually becoming one of my really good friends and right. one of my. You know, it's interesting. You you kind of know a brother instantly. You, like you meet somebody and you're like, this is my people. So Rick, of, you you were the I'll vouch for this. You were the first one that Marsh thought of. As the first guest, you you were like top of the list. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's other people I know, but you but top, are like yeah. episode one. Yeah, I was like, yeah. we gotta have him come in, man. He's like so. What people don't understand is the amount of intellect that it takes and and creativeness that it takes to manage that many people in an ego driven um, business. You know, it's like it'd be like. Wall Street, you exactly. know, it's like that it's high. Like it's Wall like Street. I'm the shit. I'm the man. I'm the, uh, you know, I run this. I mean, I just made this many million this week. A lot know? of parallels. Well, to well you Wall know, Street. people people are going to be amazed with with me. Um, they they're going to get a chance to see. You know, when when I had my life sentence, uh, it's a reporter by the name of Jesse Katz. Well, he came down to the penitentiary to interview me. Uh, he did a story for Texas Monthly about ooh. 12 years ago. Well, he just redid that story because he said in the Texas Monthly article he was writing my obituary. Uh, wow. he, he pronounced me dead. Um, but when he was writing that story... 12 years ago or just recently? No, this was 12 years ago. He, I, he was like, oh, yep, he's all done. For, he's, he's done, finished. He's in the ground. <laughs> uh, this is the last time I'll be writing about him. <laughs> but even though he was writing... In his mind, my obituary, he said that I was talking about promoting fights. Having clothing lines, having books. Oh, so then he was authorized to... to Documentaries. To, to license those? Is that where that no, film no. came from? Or? No, 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 no. Uh-uh. Oh, okay. He was writing my obituary. But I was talking about... I'm going to be doing fights. Oh, during that same time, you were, and this was while you were in prison. He was pretty much ready to write you off. Like, he wrote me this, off. This guy's no, done. No, no, oh, okay. No. He, he still has more to I do, but he, he thinks he's done. Right. 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 He was writing yeah. me off. Yeah. Okay, wrote, I thought you were like literally, yeah. he no, was literally no, writing your obituary. No, 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 he, that's what he called it. Oh, that's what he called it. Oh, wow. He said he was oh. writing my obituary. Wow. wow. This is what he said. I always like it when people underestimate. That's so disrespectful. It's like, well, it's not even yeah. that. What's interesting Well, no, is... it wasn't disrespectful. I mean, he he didn't mean disrespect. He was okay. he was a journalist. Yeah, but you don't run an obituary for someone who's still living. But... Well, he just meant like, this is, don't worry, there's nothing more to hear from him just because he was exactly. this and that. That's disrespectful to me. To well, me. it's disrespectful yeah. to his intellect. Well, and because he didn't, but he, uh, he did uh, it from a journalistic point of view. He was a journalist, and this is what I haven't read it, so it's, like it's improper. Oh, he was, he was to, to be creative to, to to make a judgment without reading it. But right, tell, I mean, let's let's hear. I mean, this is interesting. This this is the way I took it. 
and 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 I don't I'm not offended that he wrote it, you know, and I didn't I don't feel disrespected that he wrote it. Okay. Uh, what I did do is I felt he underestimated me. Right. And my will to live and to thrive. Right. Because when he was writing my obituary, I was talking about promoting fights. I was talking about a clothing line. I was talking about a book, a movie, and and, and what he's saying is that <laughs> I was in a maximum security penitentiary with a life sentence without the possibility of parole, and that I still had the mindset and the vision to see that I would be sitting here in this studio with you tonight. Well, and, you know, it's funny you mentioned that. You know, I met a couple people who were, well, one of the people... You know, we called him earlier. Uh, I don't know if we should, uh, you know, Patrick, who was involved. That's my man. Patrick was right there. Uh, Patrick fought with me and for me. And uh, and I just met Patrick also. The uh, uh, same time. The same time yeah. as I met you, Alistair. And he's I, I, already, like, extended his hand yeah. to me and yeah, said, uh, you know, hey, this is what you need to do. Because I'm kind of new to, to the, like, the professional business world. You know, Patrick's, he's a very educated individual, and I haven't really even got to know him completely. But um, he he's, uh, seems like it. I know he was influential in, in helping you with oh, your yeah, case. Oh, Patrick, yeah, Patrick came down and interviewed me uh, many times. You know, he came up to the penitentiary um, oh, wow. when I was at USP Lompoc. Uh, and, and, and we're good friends, you know. So I was glad to see Patrick uh, the other day. I hadn't saw Patrick in a while. Um and I'd only saw him, that was only my second time seeing Patrick since I've been free. Uh, so I'm definitely, uh, was glad to see him. And, you know, now that, you know, I'll be a part of their community, I hope to see him and my man Todd more often. Yeah, it was really That's, beautiful to see you guys, like, meet so serendipitously or spontaneously and without knowing it's like, Boom! Here. Yeah, but man, that was me and Todd's first time seeing each other out of jail. Um, so it was really, uh, and, and we had a special relationship in prison. You know, it was like he was like my little brother. You mm -hmm. know, uh, he was like a fish out of water. You know, per so you se. took him under your wing. Yeah, I did. Yeah. I did, and tried to show him the ropes, and and I did. You know, he's man. That guy is smart, man. I, I mean, I. I I had just met him myself, and, and yeah, I got well, an opportunity to talk to him a couple of times. Well, he was writing for magazines from the prison. You know, he he made money in prison by writing articles and and stuff like that. That Todd is really really smart. Uh, he's written several books. Um, and he's just up on his game, you know. And uh, I'm glad that I met him in prison. Uh, I'm glad that you know I did what I did for him, and and. He didn't forget, you right. know. So often, you know, you help people when they forget, you know, what you did for them. Right. Uh, but uh, back to the L.A. Magazine article, and I recommend everybody go read that article. Uh, the article is amazing. The the obituary. The obituary. <laughs> <laughs> Quote, unquote. Yeah. Um, and so one day, me and Jesse was riding down the freeway, and um, – he he looks at me, you know, and he has this this strange look on his face, and he's like, "I'm like, man, what's wrong with you?" Like he had saw a ghost, and then the guy was like, "Man, me and you were riding down the 110 freeway," and I was like, "Yeah," 
He's like, man, do you know that the last time I wrote that article about you, 30 <laughs> days later, you won your appeal? <laughs> he said, how did you know? How did you know that you was going to win your appeal? And I had to explain to him that I had studied the law and that I knew my case better than anybody. Did your homework? I did my homework. You got plenty of time to do it. And once you are motivated, that's, what's, what's, that's what really separates the real entrepreneur. And then what he didn't know either is that, see, he didn't know Floyd Mayweather picked me up from the halfway house when I oh, got wow. out of jail. That's a whole other story. Okay. That's a whole other story. Yeah. And I met with the four most powerful guys in Hollywood within a week of being out of prison. I met with Ori Emanuel, who's the founder of William Dever, William Morris Endeavor, uh, Jeff Bird, uh, ICM, Spencer Boomer, CAA, mm. and Michael Linton from Sony Pictures mm. within one week of being out of prison. You're going to see uh, uh, Mark at Facebook here pretty soon, too, right? I don't know if it's Mark or just the heads oh, of okay. the company, you know? You're going to... to I'm going to Facebook, though. Yeah, yes. and talk to them. But, been, but back to the Hollywood thing, this leads me to the thing I was just asking you like a few minutes ago before we got back, Rick, was, which is I, w I would love to see your biopic and like where, where are things with that, like, it feels like a natural next step from uh, now you have your book out available on Amazon and on your website. And um, and a bestseller. Yes. <laughs> I'm bestseller. You know, Kindle, you Nook, Amazon. I'm 10,000 uh, over all books on Amazon. You know, that's like millions of books. Nice. That's up there. To be 10,000. And then at the end of the year, I'll be number one. Yeah. So you heard it first here. There you go. <laughs> That's a hold promise. Me, hold me to That's it. A promise. Hold me to it. That's a promise. That's yeah. right. And we're gonna we're gonna hopefully. I hope my know. team heard this. See it too. So <laughs> we, we got the thumbs up. <laughs> I didn't see nothing. But yeah, like like so so Marsh hasn't read the book yet. There we go. There we <laughs> go. Okay, okay, okay. And now we got a up. we got a one up. That's for sure. <laughs> So Marsh hasn't read the book yet. I'm, I'm going to read the book. Well, like, we're going to both read it. We're going to start a book club. <laughs> and then we're going to have you back after we read right. it. But, right. but Let's do that. But seriously, I would love to see just the life and times of Rick Ross. Well, they should do a movie because Definitely. it's time. Well, but we can't yet. It's not over. That's the problem with movies. You know, you get, we still got a lot to do. You can do it. You can do it's a movie. Just, we want to do a part two. It's part one. Yeah. Okay. We Absolutely. can do a part yeah. one. Make Absolutely. it a trilogy. Because <laughs> yeah. we still got a lot to do. Yeah. Well, we, I mean, we 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 just have to get started. Right. You know what I'm saying? First, what we do is we make this book a bestseller. Right. Then we show Hollywood that the yeah. public Pro wants it. Yeah. And we also keep helping kids. And working Absolutely. with gonna, the literacy we, I mean, program. That's, that's automatic. Right. The this, book, the book that's helps. What, that's what funds that is these books being sold. That's why you know it's so important. It's so important for that people to get, buy the book right. because, because when people see when they see people bought the book, then right. they say, "Oh, then it feeds people are that. interested in the well, story." And, and look, everybody loves a redemption story, right? Like you have the classic arc that Hollywood looks for, Rick, where it's like it goes from underdog to top of the world to. Uh, the downfall to the redemption. Right. You're writing that whole... It, it has all the components that Of a Hollywood, great movie. Absolutely. Exactly. This Absolutely. is why I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah. But, but, but it ain't That's up to really... me. It's up to the investors, you know. Right. Uh, uh, 
because what happened when I went to those four meetings that I talked about earlier, <laughs> <laughs> they wanted to buy me out. Right. And they, from, I'm sure they, they were interested. didn't want me to be attached to my movie. Right? Oh, they okay. wanted yeah, the story. You, you got to do it right. They wanted the story, but I not Rick Ross. Right. Like, just give us the story. Yeah. And go walk away. Don't look back. <laughs> but that's see, that's what she, when uh, with the mind like yours, you know, it, it's it's crucial to be involved. It's it's another thing when you don't have the ability to do storytelling. But when you live the life where you're just telling your life, you're not storytelling. Oh, I can tell a story. Well, you can, but you're not telling a story. It's it's it, when you talk about life experience. Your body exudes that because when you talk about it, you go back to it. You know, like there's people always underestimate the power of body language, and which you know you can't be perceived here, but there's an energy that projected along with that. You know, because whenever you talk about something that's meaningful to you, or you go back to it. So you know, commonly actors will, when they're acting about a certain. Uh, feeling emotion they'll go back to a time in their lives when they've experienced that emotion and then it, it allows you to just project that energy as you walk or as you live or you breathe and, and things of that nature and, that, and that's what's unique about somebody like you your life is the story so you know as you talk about it it's it's just it's very it, it reaches deeply and touches people absolutely so so right now, not not to put you on blast, Rick, but I'm just I may hold you to it. By the by the next time you come through and and visit the show, which before the end of the year, um we're we're both hoping you're gonna have like some great news about I hope so. That biopic. So. Yeah, oh it definitely the book should be number one best. Well you haven't even been on Joe Rogan again yet since you've been I got out. A lot of places that I haven't been with the book. The book is just I mean, just well. You're so busy doing the other stuff with the, the streets. Feet. Have just been, just been killing it. You know what I'm saying? And 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 you know, I'm just gonna keep enjoying that wave, and and keep going where my support is, and and getting that support. You know, I'm one of the ones that believe that uh, you support the ones that supporting you. Well, that's and that's you that's know. what's nice about keeping things local. Like you know. When you when some when, people go out and try to get support from people who are not supporting them, but I believe no, I'm gonna work with the people who are supporting me. So I'm gonna keep doing that. Those that have been um, there. I have no doubt that this book is gonna sell a million copies. Um, I had my first high school buy some books recently. Uh, I think that the school that I spoke in Mississippi are gonna make a purchase, and you know we're just gonna keep just. You know, 120 at a time, 120 at a time. And, it, and yeah. it's, it's, you know, what's nice is, is like the way, like, you know, influencing and uh, creating opportunity at one time within the youth. Like, I do programs where I bring 3D printing into the Oakland school system, and we're working on this project right now where there's a group of kids, a teacher and a principal who... We're looking to go to Haiti because the group in Oakland, many of them are doing without a lot. A lot of them are suffering and, and, and many things like that. And they, in their minds, prospectively, it's the worst it can be. Well, we're going to do a 3D printing program where um, we use this program Enable, 
and they've already done the 3D modeling of these hands. And we're going to have the kids in Oakland make hands for kids in Haiti because in, in Haiti, because of malnutrition, uh, kids are born missing like fingers or hands and, and things like that. And after the kids have made so many hands, we're going to throw out a spark of what if we could make it so the kids in Haiti were able to do this themselves. And we're going to provide, we're going to help them to do a Kickstarter campaign. We're going to help them to get 3D printers. We're going to teach them how to problem solve, not what to think, but yeah. how to think, you know, and that's, that's kind of what's unique about you. What I like about you is your problem solving ability. It's, it's not about what you know, it's how you think mm -hmm. because you can be put in any situation and you can adapt and evolve because you know how to problem solve. Absolutely. And, and that's, that's, that's critical what, thinking. Yeah. Under critical pressure, <laughs> you know, and, super and I'm critical. Sure you've always had a knack for it. Right. I like, guess. Like, I don't know. I mean, like you probably didn't think about it in those terms. But, yeah. Yeah. Probably. I mean, so. you got you got your like since you were like a young and you probably had your, your lemonade stand. Like, yeah. yeah. Like what? Yeah. Let's talk about some of your early hustles or work uh, job oh, opportunities. I did that so you many were... things. I held car washes in front of the mm -hmm. house, uh, lawn services, uh, hustle bottles. Oh, yeah. Bottles, yeah. That was good. Quick money at the cans. Um, Never got to throw newspapers, but I used to want to be, you know, I got one of the guy kids who threw newspapers, but my mom wouldn't let me do See, that. See, when when I was a kid in Vegas, I was 15, I used to work at my parents' restaurant. I came to Vegas. I wanted to get a newspaper job. Well, it was Las Vegas. You had to have a car because your route was like, you know, 20 mm -hmm. city blocks. You know, right. it wasn't happening with the bike, but... They wouldn't just give you the opportunity, or why couldn't you get your? Uh, well, my mom wouldn't let me do it. Oh, she was like, nah. no. She's like, no. Nah, yeah, know. I was gonna talk. I was gonna ask you about your mom and and your brother and stuff. I, I watched watched some documentaries, and they came up, and and also about your childhood, and and also some of the documentaries that were like done without your permission and have all kinds of. Uh... Oh, it's a lot of those. <laughs> a lot of documentaries have been done without my. Uh... Consent. And Consent. what are some of the biggest common miscon or like misconstrued facts about Freeway Ricky Ross that you, you think that are like always out there? I don't really know. You know, I, I don't really pay attention to a lot of that stuff, you know, that people say about me. Uh, I, I'm more focused on what I should be doing. You know, how and what it what is that right now? What 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 does that look like for for Mr. Ross? Well, right now I should be spending as much of my time trying to accomplish these goals that I have set for myself. <laughs> well, that's a fact, and um, that's really how I spend my time. You know, right now, um, uh, wow. So 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 how about I neglect my kids? I don't spend the time that I really would like. You Making those sacrifices now. Um, and is that is that in part, I mean, obviously, I mean, I know you're traveling around a lot. Are, are all your kids um, close to you? Um, I mean, a lot of them are grown now. Yeah, all of them except two the, the, uh, are yeah, grown. Right. But those are the two that really need me right now. Um, and I believe that uh, I've been sacrificing our relationship for... Uh, for the betterment of my career, 
uh, which I believe is going to help them in the long run. Long term, yeah. And that's one of the, the biggest the biggest dilemmas. You know, what was interesting about before the 1950s, before the Atomic Family, we had, like, the tribe support. You know, we had, like, if Dad was gone, there was Grandpa, there was Uncle, there was Auntie, there was, you know nephews nieces all together and then upon the atomic family you know we all separated off to um you know do and survive and do better and be successful you know that that american dream like look at this opportunity here we're gonna go make the dam you know like it was uh, in that time it was it was all the amazing infrastructure that's kind of crumbling right now and we have it's amazing that people will have a debate on whether or not investing in the infrastructure is, is a good thing when you have you know companies that are paying zero dollars in taxes that that drive on the rail like all of our infrastructure is totally abused by them you know uh, a lot of these bridges were only designed to be 70 years old um, yeah, we're we're falling behind. Yeah, yeah, we used to be like the uh, awe of the the world. Like, look at what they made. That was amazing, and the engineering that went behind it. And you know, that's, that's well, we fell behind though in 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 math and science. Yeah, it, it, we we fell behind in math and science, and we excelled in uh, prison programs and and uh, uh, things of that nature. So. Sorry, we were distracted. One of the GoPros was beeping. <laughs> but, like, you know, it's like we were saying, these, these prisons pop up, and then the incarceration rates, they go through the roof. All of a sudden, they're like right. the crazy percentages, and, and, and it's because it's jobs, right? right. And they're creating the these... The wrong jobs. Though. Exactly. Right. And, and that's what's so common about... You know, right now we have vets who are having difficulties finding employment, which is ridiculous. Um, we have people who aren't getting the opportunities that should be given to them. Um, and we're sending all these manufacturing jobs overseas and, and things of this nature. And it's it's time that hopefully soon we can start being able to pay for it to be made here. Right. If, we, if we do all want to take care of each other and we all want to have health care and we all want to have these things well then we have to pay the prices for people to be making them and see the value and if we pay them to make that then they're going to take their money and they're going to spend it all around where they make it you know right. unlike many of these corporations like walmart that can take all the money and consolidate it and they don't they don't need to spread it around sure they might spend a million on a yacht here or probably like five or ten million 200 million or something honestly for a yacht for the walmart family or something like that but they don't spread it into the community no. like the middle class does the middle class they get it and they they go and they buy a, a car point. for themselves or for their child or they give their child their old car, and they, you know, and they, um, they do spend for college, which nowadays college is like crazy ridiculous prices, and it's, you know, creates this this uh, debt. So that you, what's the best kind of an employee? Somebody who's got a debt and needs that paycheck and wants to make sure that they can get a house with their credit, and if they, you know, 
it, it goes back to that structure of of the way it's designed right, right now. And, and, and to me, like the most interesting thing here is about like Rick and your whole story is how there's really just on the surface level like um, '80s uh empire that that rick ross put together and you were you were making millions a day um on on in in your hustle but but there's the but then you look deeper and there's the real story behind that right which we kind of alluded to earlier of like the whole like uh reagan reaganomics and like iran contra thing so like like how i like to put it is like for for our snapchat generation for for the kids born in the 90s um, like I, I, I feel like they could really benefit from from hearing this story, and they Absolutely. can they can I read all can. about it. Uh, well, we get book. more we get but, yeah. more information from visual than we do from from reading. So uh, that's why, like you said before, that it's important that we do this movie. Uh, and I'm not gonna stop until it's done. You know, I'm happy to hear that. So we're definitely gonna get it done, and and you know, and just keep pushing, man. Right. I mean, that's what it's all about. Right, and 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 for for those in the audience that don't, I, w- I would encourage you first of all to just read up on it. Um, there's there's plenty of stories. And what about some of the other people like um, Maxine Waters and 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 senators and and politicians that you've met along your journey who who've seen um, what's happened to you and and seen the intellect. I know that. She was um, one of the people who was really influential. Um, yeah, she backed Gary uh, and, and myself as well, and, and she still backs me right now today. Uh, I think she's one of our special po- politicians, uh, not afraid to, to, to make mistakes. You know, she said that she made a mistake with allowing uh, Congress to make the crack law 100 times worse than powder. Yeah, that yeah. was ridiculous. That's... Luckily, that's gone. But that was only just it's a still few not, years no, ago. No, it's still not gone. It's not? Where is it still it's, there? It's not 100 to 1, but it's 18 to 1 now. Well, yeah. I, and that's what's so interesting is, you know, if you're rich, you just freebase it or you snort it. Right. See? And now if you're poor or you're you're going to you're going to so, so let's please un, unspool this cuz I, I feel like this is a really really go important point. Go into this, point. Rick. You, you like, I mean you, you go ahead and speak well, to this. they had made crack cocaine 100 so cocaine, times 100 right. times worse than powder cocaine, but you can't get to rock cocaine without powder cocaine. Right. So we're basically talking about like just different forms of cocaine, Absolutely. but they're not treated equally. But One weren't. has baking soda and maybe some other ingredient. No, just baking soda and water. Right. Uh, and all the tests has been proven that they're both equally as dangerous. One is no more dangerous than the other. You know, crack is not going to make nobody go out with a gun and kill everybody like they were saying at first. Right. Uh, but even after they had found all this information out, they still let it go for another 15, 20 years before they even changed it, and then they only changed it 18 to 1. And then after they changed it, they didn't make it retroactive. And, and, and meanwhile, the damage has been done, where we talked Still about... Still being done. Exactly. I mean, we have guys right now that's been in prison 25 and 30 years. I was going to say, the incarceration uh, rates are so uneven. Had they made it retroactive, meaning that if they would have said, okay, we made a mistake, and for everybody that we made the mistake for, correct it. Right. Well, they didn't do that. They said, okay... From here on out, we're going to start doing it like this because it's not right. Yeah. 
but not go back and and fix the guys who uh, who prison like, was already messed like up. 15, and that's kind of one of years. And that's yeah. one of the things in the cannabis industry is we're 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 hoping like, you know, in these states where things have gone adult use, we haven't seen the people incarcerated for cannabis getting retroactively released you know cannabis is one of the, we talk about cocaine and crack cocaine well cannabis is one of the most the most money is spent right. on on trying to uh persecute and and go after cannabis users when i mean it's it's arguably one of the least harmful um compounds and and, and plants that you can consume um and it's just very interesting how dynamic that can get where it's just so uneducated many of the people and the and so much money is spent on that right and now we have people making millions of dollars and there's people sitting in prison for the same thing that they're making millions of dollars for yeah and that goes into some of the hypocrisy of the drug war, you exactly. know, like here, he did 20 years in prison, five years before that. Well, uh, and then I was going to tell Rick, like, y you did your time, but it wasn't your stereotypical, like, Wall Street country club. Thing, oh, right? no. Yeah, oh, no. Federal of, course, prison of course it wasn't. Is, of course it federal wasn't. prison is not a country club. Yeah. For all you who believe that it is, you're wrong. <laughs> uh, it is no country club. Nothing like they told me. All oh, the food is, is <laughs> this, and the food is that. Food, food is horrible. So actually, this leads into. I I heard the story about how you, you're a vegetarian now, and I am. it all started from from being in prison. Okay, can can you tell us a little bit about not that? Because this eat, is super interesting. Not one to eat green meat. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> He said, you green. know what, I think I'll just have the vegetables. <laughs> Those can only be green. Monsanto and that. Green be... eggs and ham. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, no, I didn't, I didn't want to eat green meat, so um, I, I just cut it loose totally. Uh, but also, you know, with studying, too, you know, I studied and found out that I didn't eat meat to live. Right. Uh, but at one time, you know, society had me believing that I couldn't survive without eating meat. So uh, now that I know that I can... Uh, I'm done with it, and um, I believe that that's the way that I'll continue to live my life, figure out the things that I don't need to better myself and to improve my position in life and to improve the people around me position. And if I find something that's not helping me accomplish that goal, well, I'm going to get rid of it. Nice. That's the way to do it. I mean, you you got to go, you know, one of the things we've talked about is, Alistair, is you've, you've said, wow, you've done a lot of different things. And that's because as those things arise in my life, I take that opportunity. You know? <laughs> You're open to it. Yeah, you keep an open mind. Well, you have to. You have to yeah. have, well, not only an open mind, an open heart. You have to have, you know, we, we were talking about guards earlier. You know, you've, we, we, we've all been damaged walking through this life, you know. Uh, may it be intentional or unintentional. Unintentional. In, unintentional. unintentional. <laughs> so, you know, you have to, if you really want to express yourself, you have to drop those guards. Right. You have to let that light illuminate society. It's, it's funny, the only thing that gets rid of darkness is light. Darkness cannot be existent without life. Cool.
So yeah, so Rick has to get out of here. But yeah. Thank you for your time. Yeah, yeah man, no, I really you, appreciate Rick. you coming out and supporting me in this. This is gonna be, you know, uh, this is just it's been it's been an amazing experience meeting you and, and having an opportunity to to bounce ideas off and use your experiences through life um, in a business manner, you know, of how you manage so many people so well without, you know, you were like a, a ghost, <laughs> you know, and, and I'm sure you talk about that. They said the that they said that on a, on a couple of TV channels that that uh, that they ran. Yeah, but I, I've had an interesting life, and and you know, we 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 explore some more. You there know, we go. Yeah, I feel like um, we only scratched the surface. Like yeah, there's so day, many things. When I have more about. time, you know, we we'll come back and 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 sit down, and uh, hopefully good. by the end of the movie should and be we'll out. We'll talk about the biopic. You know, it. The I'm documentary it. definitely yeah. definitely will be out then. You know, okay. the documentary is already done. It's in the can. We just gotta nice. figure out what the release date is gonna be. Right on. Yeah, do you know? Let us know what um, film festivals that'll be coming out at and stuff like that, so right. we can. Make sure we like give me a plug. Give me a plug. Oh, we, yes, you, you know, you just come on by, just drop on by the studio. So, so in the meantime, Rick, how, how can everybody keep uh, a hold of you? Like, keep keep track of what you're up to. How can they call you to to schedule to do a book uh, thing? Oh, they everything? can hit me up at Freeway Ricky. That's on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Okay, at Freeway Ricky. Yeah, at Freeway Ricky. So, um, that's that's really the best way to get me. Or you can go to my bio site. Uh, Freeway Rick Ross. Uh, I ain't hard to find, and if you really, Sounds really good. want my phone number, it's out there in cyberspace <laughs> somewhere. See, that's what if you're a real entrepreneur, you'll find it. Is ain't what no he's question. saying. It's a real hustle. Ain't no question. Yeah. So y'all get at me uh, if it's any artists out there that's trying to uh, get on. You got some good music, right? So know. we didn't even talk about that. You're 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 working on a label. I got a label. I, I'm doing a lot of stuff, man. We gonna, I'm going to have to come back. You yeah, know, definitely. I, I yeah, he talk, said I do a lot of stuff. He yeah. does a lot I of stuff. I just talked to some guys from HBO who's doing a new TV series. They they want to hire me as a consultant. Nice. Uh, also, John Singleton, who's uh, oh, wow. working on a series for uh, Showtime. I mean, I haven't heard in a minute, but that's a good guy to know. Yeah, yeah. He wants me to uh, work on a series with him. Uh, so and, I got, and you were just talking about... The we were just talking about like uh, just John Stewart and just well I wanted I, I we were just talking about who would be amazing to have him uh, speak to on and and the type of audience that understands and has the intellect to exactly. appreciate you know his experience through life and and it has the open nature you know um, I hope some people from his audience are listening or decide to listen <laughs> to, to this right. and. Oh, they will. My my I'm people. Sure my, I happen. have some loyal people. You know, they follow me around and uh, they go where I go. So uh, believe me, my people are gonna check it out. Uh, and I appreciate. Like I said, yeah, I know you gotta you. get Sounds out good. of here, man. Yeah, we gotta make a long ride back to L.A., man. Okay. So oh, yeah, you guys yeah. are driving out right now. Uh, in a little while. <laughs> All right. Well, go okay. handle your business, man. And we'll uh, hold you back anymore. But thank you for dropping by, Rick. 